versus evil. We're up against an enemy that's eons old, and up until recently it's gotten arrogant, bold, and in our face, and taken every opportunity to ensnare humanity with the lures of this world through Hollywood, the music industry, big pharma, big tech, big media, and much more. There's a hard line that must not be crossed by this enemy. A line that must be etched in your heart with the word of God. A line few are holding, but many more are needed. Are you willing to take to the offensive in the engagement of this enemy fighting in unity as warriors for Christ and in the pursuit of truth? If so, welcome to his hard line. Good evening, hardliners. I am Jason, your co-host. At the driver's seat, the captain's wheel is God, Jesus Christ. This is their platform. Welcome to His Hardline, and you are listening to a discussion of returning to self-governance in America. Today is February 17th, 2022. It is Thursday, and I want to say welcome. I hope everybody's having a wonderful day. It's been a very long week, a very, very challenging week. I'm actually uh, training a guy right now. Um, he's a guy who actually, uh, as you know, I'm a truck driver and I haul fuel. And so the guy that I'm training, he actually has yeah, about 13 more years experience driving under his belt, but uh, this is his first time hauling fuel. So I am training him and we have had the week from hell, let me tell you. It has been a dandy, and I am not going to go into the details of why that is, but I am just happy today is my Friday, and I am here with all of you today. So we're going to get started. Just a quick top headline that I kind of wanted to cover, I thought was kind of interesting. It was uh, a headline I kind of came across. Now, I, just for the record, I don't really read a lot of headlines. I kind of skim through to kind of see what kind of noise pollution is out there. Um, I definitely don't look when I say news. Listen, I'm not talking about Fox or CNN or or, uh, you know, Newsmax or ABC or any of those fake news outlets out there. And yes, I include Fox and, and, and Newsmax with that. Um, it, it's hard to even really tell who is really even real anymore, which is one of the biggest reasons why I'm here. Um, not so much to be a news uh, analysis or a person who gives you know, news updates or anything like that. But, you know, I just got so sick and tired because I'm starting as I, I, I listen to a lot of people, a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different quote unquote truthers. And as I prayed more and asked God for discernment to, you know, and, you know, help me tune in my BS meter, I started realizing, man, there's a lot of people that I've been listening to that are contradicting themselves and not saying that we're not we can't be wrong you know on occasion and and sometimes we can be you know miss the mark you know quite a bit on a certain area but you know the biggest thing is you know going back and correcting that but i don't hear that with a lot of these quote-unquote truthers they don't go back and correct themselves some do some do and those are the ones that i still kind of pay attention to but even with still a cautious ear now this one's from the gateway pundit real quick and I thought this was kind of funny because, well, I kind of know what's going on with the assemblies and what's going on behind the scenes here in this country. And right here in the Gateway Pundit, um, it <laughs> here's the headline. Russia mocks the Biden administration and its prediction that Russia would invade Ukraine on Wednesday. Well, today's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. And we are at a little, what, four after seven right now? At least that's what my computer's telling me. 
and nothing has happened. The Biden administration made predictions that Russia would be invading Ukraine, and the New York Times claimed that it would be today, on Wednesday. The New York Times quoted an unnamed, and of course it's always unnamed, an unnamed military source that stated that they would have, that they've picked up intelligence that the Russians could begin offensive operations as early as Wednesday due to the intelligence that they were briefed on. The attack the U.S. fears would probably be preceded by a false flag operation, several of which have already been unearthed and publicly posted to prevent the Russians from concluding them, conducting them. But guess what? It didn't happen. There was no invasion on Russia at all. I'm pretty sure we went through the whole day today and last night and nothing happened. And we don't know if it really was ever going to really happen, to be quite honest with you. Russia on Wednesday made fun of the Biden administration with a series of tweets mocking Biden, saying that, uh, you know, operations from the capital of Kiev to uh, uh, Tel Aviv, uh, a city further west uh, from the Ukrainian-Russian border. Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs tweeted remarks by spokeswoman Maria uh, Zakharova, who said, today we mark another day of the start of the war with Ukraine, which did not happen again to the Western media outlets regret, no matter how hard they try to whip up the hysteria. That was just a tweet that was basically mocking Biden. And quite frankly, I find it funny. Now, if we were under a true jurisdiction, a true de jure government with a true constitutional form of Republican form of government with a proper president in place, this would piss me off. However, we don't have a real government in place. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. We do not have a true government in place. It's de facto and fraud, as I will continue to beat that drum. And yes, that include Trump. Make no mistake, this platform is not a conservative or a Republican platform. This is not a Democrat or a liberal platform. This is a, I'm going to call out the BS on both sides because you know what? At the end of the day, we have to, we have to follow one power, one authority, one supreme authority and one only. And that is God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's it. Everything else is crap. So that's a nice little news headline there from, uh, the Gateway Pundit. That's about the only one I'll really kind of take a peek at once in a while here and there. But I won't look really look at anything else. And yeah, that even includes OAN. And yes, I know they got the platform from DirecTV and so on and so forth. Whatever. Still, they're on TV. Okay? I don't trust anything that is broadcasted on anything that is paid subscription. Because at the end of the day, it's all garbage. It's all pseudo. It's all predictive programming. And it's all meant to cloud your mind and keep you distracted from what's really important. And what is important? Scripture, staying connected with God, praying, keeping your body temple healthy, mind, body, and spirit, soul, all the above, everything. All right. Continuing on here, we are going to dig into a little Bible reading. Now, this is a little bit of an interesting night with this Bible reading because uh, as I struggled to make my notes and what I wanted to, you know, what reading... I wanted to go over for what we were discussing. I was going through so many different scriptures to see, 
how it would relate. And so what I did earlier today, because, you know, I had nothing but 12 hours to sit in the passenger seat uh, while the trainee was driving all day. His name is Matthew. Awesome guy. Shout out to him if he's listening. And um, and he knows what I'm doing. So, you know, and, and this was it was kind of an interesting moment. So I went on my phone and I went on DuckDuckGo because I refuse to use Bing, Google or any of those other, you know, big tech, you know, garbage companies. And I typed in because of the topic we're discussing, which is, you know, returning back to self-governance, which is already happening, by the way. Um, if you haven't been paying attention to previous uh, discussions, um, I typed in the search bar of DuckDuckGo self-governance in relation to the Bible. And the first thing that popped up in my uh, search was Exodus chapter 18, verse 16. I thought, okay, that's kind of interesting. Let's check it out. So I went into Exodus 18, 16, and I read it. And what it said was, whenever they have a disagreement, they come to me to have me settle the matter between them and make known to them God's statutes and instructions. So I started reading that. I was like, it's kind of interesting. What in the world does that mean? Now, the guy that I was sitting next to, the guy that's tra- that I'm training um, in his job, and he's a, he's he's got Christ in his heart as well, and and he was just and, and just he loves you know just when I was reading scripture because you know he can not only work but he's got a, another brother in Christ there you know with him reading scripture and we're just talking about God and Christ and the scriptures all day long and just you know sharing stories and it's just a very powerful you know day every day and he's like reread that to me again I said okay and it said you know I said, and I read it again when whenever they have a disagreement they come to me to have me settle the matter between them and make known to them God's statutes and instructions. And he goes, that's very interesting. He goes, I don't know why. He goes, you said that's Exodus 18, 16. I said, yes. He goes, do me a favor. Go on DuckDuckGo and, and type in um, historical uh, America's history in 1816. I said, why? He goes, I don't know. I just feel that the Holy Spirit is just telling me. And, I, and he even said, I don't know anything about history. He goes, but... Just look up the historical, you know, uh, data of what happened in 1816. I said, okay, I'll check it out. I'll hook hook, line and sinker. So I went on and I checked it. I said, okay, let's let's see what this says. So I went on DuckDuckGo and I looked it up. And then let's see here. So let me look at my notes here. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just got a little bit. So again, he he said he, he, he knew nothing of what happened that year. And so... Ironically, when I looked it up, eight, the year of 1816 was actually the year without a summer. Now, that was the primary thing I kept seeing. Was it, it was the year of the sun without a summer because of some giant volcano that erupted and all the ash went up in the upper atmosphere and uh, it clouded the atmosphere and the sun and, and it just created uh, basically an extended winter all the way into June and July. I mean, they, they virtually, that was a year of famine for a lot of for a lot of the world. But then I noticed that as I kind of continued on my search that I saw a, uh, I saw another little fact that said on December 11th, Indiana became the 19th state in America. Now I'm not sure why, but then something prompted me at that very point to look up revelations chapter 19. Again, don't ask me why. Maybe it was the Holy spirit. I couldn't quite honestly tell. And strangely enough, 
it strongly correlates to what we will be discussing with regards to returning to self-governance in this country, which involves, by the way, putting God back at the top of the throne of this world. And not just at the throne of this world, but particularly in America. Now, here's what it reads. All right. Here's what it reads. And then we're going to get into the actual discussion. So Revelation chapter 19. After this, I heard what sounded like a loud voice of great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation, glory, and might belong to our God, for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her harlotry. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants, they said a second time, Hallelujah. Smoke will rise from her forever and ever. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who sat at the throne on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. The victory song, a voice coming from the throne said, Praise our God, all you his servants, and you who revere him, small and great. Then I heard something like a sound of great multitude, of, or the sound of rushing water, or mighty peals of thunder, as they said, Alleluia, the Lord has established his reign, our God, the Almighty. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding day of the Lamb has come, his bride has made herself ready. She was allowed to wear a bright, clean linen garment. The linen represents the righteous deeds of the holy ones. Then the angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who have been called to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he said to me, these words are true. They come from God. I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, don't. I am a fellow servant of yours and of your brothers who bear witness to Jesus. Worship God. Witness to Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The king of kings. Now, that's the subtitle of the next part I'm going to read. Then I saw the heavens opened, and there was a white horse. Its rider was called, quote, faithful and true, end quote. He judges and wages war in righteousness. Now, who could that be? I was trying to figure that out, and my, my coworker, Matthew, he was like, who do you think that is? I said, I don't know. He goes, that's Jesus Christ. I said, oh, okay. Now, continuing on, verse 12. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and on his head were many diadems. He had a name inscribed that no one knows except himself. He wore a cloak that had been dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. The armies of heaven followed him, mounted on white horses and wearing clean white linens. Out of his mouth came a sharp sword to strike the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod, and he himself will tread out in the winepress, the wine of the fury and wrath of God the Almighty. He has his name written on his cloak and on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords. Then I saw an angel standing on the sun. He cried out in a loud voice to all, the birds flying high overhead, come here, gather for God's great feast to eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of military officers, the flesh of warriors, the flesh of horses and of their riders, and the flesh of all free and slaves, small and great. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered to fight against the one riding the horse and against his army. The beast was caught and with it the false prophet who had performed in its own sight the signs by which he led astray those who had accepted the mark of the beast and those who had worshipped its image. The two were thrown alive into the fiery pool burning with sulfur. The rest were killed by the sword that came out of the mouth of the one riding the horse, and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Now, that's the end of the reading. Now, I found that to be very interesting because it really correlates to what we're going to discuss today when it comes to self-governance. Now, when I talk about the word self-government, the word self-government is a, it's of American origin. Its meaning is rational, it's candid, manly conduct and independence in our concerns, which it does not admit that the interference of others, it is the fruit of liberty in America and is but very little known in Europe and Asia. Now, we, when we were, when our founding fathers established this nation, we were meant to be a self-governed country. Now, what happened to self-government in the USA? Now, in America, founders revolted against the tyranny of, of British rule and then created a Republican form of government whereby the power and authority is at all times and in all ways in the hands of we the people. Now, in the design that the founders created, that there were three, there are three critical elements of self-government that we the people must execute, or else the founders' creation stands to lose its self-governing characteristics. The three element or the three critical elements of self-government are as follows. They are the assemblies, common law, grand juries and militias. I'm going to repeat that. The critical three elements of self-government are assemblies, common law, grand juries, and militias. Now, unfortunately, we the people simply stopped doing the work of self-government and allowed the professional politicians and special interests to take charge. And guess what? Now, it's our duty as a people of this nation to reestablish a Republican form of government gifted to us by our founders. And let's not forget by God. Now, as far as the assemblies go, now one minute before signing the declaration of independence, the King was the highest ranking sovereign in the system. And it is the highest ranking sovereign that gets to decide what is the law and what isn't law. Now, one minute, the minute after the founders autographed on the, de you know, put their autograph on the Declaration of Independence. At, at that point, who is the highest ranking sovereign in this system now? I'll give you a hint. It's we the people. We the people are the highest ranking sovereign because we are joint tenants in sovereignty. This is why I also go over a word of the day at the end of every podcast because sovereignty was one of them and it's a very important word. You should really look it up, particularly in the Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary. You can actually get online for free and look up that word. Now, we must come together in the assembly in order to create the explicit voice of we the people, in order to instruct our representatives about what we want them to do and what we don't want them to do. Now, we don't really have that right now. We don't. When we don't assemble, we create a vacuum for professional lobbyists, but politicians and other special interests to take decisions that are in their own best interest, not ours, theirs, which are seldom congruent with the best interest of we the people. 
Now, if you're not awake to see that, I don't know what will wake you up. You might want to go to a different podcast. Maybe go tune into NPR. They might be better suited for you, not here. But why did the founders explicitly protect their right to assemble in the First Amendment? Think about it. Because it is a critical function necessary to communicate the will of the people to our public servants. And if you want to learn more, I'd suggest going to www.national-assembly.net. I'll repeat that. www.national-assembly.net. National-assembly.net. Educate yourselves. Go check it out. Do your own research. Don't just take my word for it. Go do your homework. Now, those are the assemblies. Now, the next part are the common law grand juries. This is also known as the 25 sureties of the peace. The common law grand juries come to us from Article 61 of the Magna Carta in 1215 AD. Has any of you now, it'd probably be a silly question if I asked any of you if you read the Declaration of Independence. Probably some of you have, but have you read the Magna Carta? Because I have. I've never been one to be on a history buff, but boy, oh boy, I tell you what, I sure as hell am now. There's a reason why they didn't want us learning true history. <laughs> there really is. I tell you what, they're, they're, it's pretty, I tell you what, it's a very devious but very brilliant plan that they had to make us, we were all dumbed down. But listen, the common law grand juries has jurisdiction in both the common law and the statutory law domains and has three primary responsibilities. I'm going to repeat that. The common law grand jury has jurisdiction in both the common law, which is based off the Ten Commandments and God's natural law, and statutory law, which is the law that they, the elite, abide by and follow. So the common law grand juries has jurisdiction in both common law and statutory law domains and has three primary responsibilities. Well, what are those? The first one is to protect innocent people from unjust charges from those in power. What does that mean? Well, anybody in government does anything against you. Guess what? Common law grand juries are they basically act as a referee to protect you to make sure that you're not getting harmed any further from someone in power that's in government. Because remember, at the end of the day, it's the people that are in charge of the government, not the other way around. Keep that in mind and remember that. The second thing, the second primary responsibility of the common law grand jury is that from evidence given to it and from its own investigations, it's to make sure that the right bad actors are standing trial. We're going to be seeing that very soon here. Believe me, we're going to see that very soon. People don't want to believe it because there are people out there that are touting this as fake news. There are people that are actually getting very, uh, I don't want to, I don't know what you want to call it, hyper-exaggeratory about what's happening out there. Like people saying, oh, Hillary Clinton has, you know, is, is dead now and there's a clone of her. No, stop it. Stop all that nonsense, okay? I don't, we, nobody can confirm any of these crazy stories until we actually see it and, and like, really, it's concrete right there. Right now, everything that you're hearing from everybody, even the people that I really actually really liked listening to, like Scott on Bards FM or the Kilted Crit, it doesn't matter who it is. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything bad. Let me be clear. I'm not saying anything bad about anybody, not about anyone. But let's be clear, all right? 
I don't care what X22 says or SGT report or, you know, what Bix Weir says about silver or, or whoever. I don't, I don't care who it is. Be very cautious on what you hear. And yes, that includes here. And I'm going to tell you, use your discernment. All right. There will be investigations that will take place. Why? Because it's going to be done by the assemblies underneath the common law grand jury. Anybody that says different, I'm going to tell you right now, if they're not discussing it, they should be. And if they're not and they know about this kind of, you know, what's going on. Well, in my mind, because some of the people that I listen to, and again, I'm going to keep that nameless. I'm going to keep them nameless because there's a lot of them. They don't discuss this, even in the basic vague form, just because there are some things that just can't be discussed. And the fact that a lot of these people that I did listen to, I took a break from a lot of them for about two weeks. I took a hiatus from listening to all these podcasts just, just to clear my mind. And then I started listening to a couple of them just actually, believe it or not, today and yesterday. And, man, I was like, man, these they sound extreme. They sound crazy. And, yes, I'm sure some of you might think I'm crazy too. That's fine. Whatever. But here's the thing. Sermon is a very powerful thing. Okay? Use it. Now, the third primary responsibility of the common law grand jury is that it's meant to audit every branch of the government to uproot or excuse me to root out corruption that means we have as an assembly in common law grand jury we have to look into our municipal you know jurisdictions we have to look at our county okay when i say jurisdictions i mean like the de facto you know the the, the de facto government okay and not just the de facto, but even when we do have a, you know, a de jure government in place, a constitutional republic, right? It is our job to audit every branch of the government to root out the corruption, okay? It is up to we, the people, to make sure that there are no bad actors in there, to make sure that they're doing their job. It's no different than a CEO or a boss or an executive who have employees underneath them, okay, working for them in their department or whatever it is they work at. It is no different. It, they, the job as a supervisor is to make sure that the employees are doing their job. Well, we the people are the supervisor of the government. God and Christ Jesus is the CEO. They're the ones running the whole show. This is their world. This is their, this is their domain, point blank. We the people are the executives of God and Jesus Christ. And the government are the employees. Moving on. Now, if you want to learn more about the common law grand jury, you can, uh, there's a website that I can direct you to. It's called statewidecommonlawgrandjury.com. That's www.statewidecommonlawgrandjury.com. Go educate yourself. Again, don't take my word for it. I encourage everybody to listen to what I say, but go verify. I don't want people to hang on my every word. I just press forward what God puts in my heart and I put it out there and what you do with it is up to you. I'm telling you firsthand, do not take my word for it. How many podcasters out there are saying that? There's probably one or two, three, but by and large, the majority that I listen to, I don't hear them say that. Sure. They might say, you know, do your own homework, but they're not saying don't take my word for it. I'm telling you, don't take my word for it. Go do your own homework and research. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, the public record of the common law grand jury documents from states that are working together to reestablish their common law grand jury 
Um, there's a few states like Florida, there's Nebraska, Idaho, Utah, Nevada, Oregon, and actually now Arizona. Do a little bit more research in that. Again, statewide common law, grandjury.com. Now, there's the militia. Okay. Now, that seems to be a very bastardized and dirty word for a lot of people. When you hear militia, you think extremism, you think crazy far right, you know, right wingers. No, nope, nope. Get that out of your head. That was the media making a perception, you know, creating a perception that a militia is a dirty, dirty word. The founders clearly comprehended that a free society simply can't be free if there is an armed entity above we the people. Because due to human nature, it will only be a matter of time before that armed entity decides that it will be more beneficial for it to take control than to be a servant of we the people. Now, over the past 170 years or so, we the people have been dumbed down through the public education system into accepting a set of privately owned for-profit corporations acting under the color of law as if they were as if they are our government. For example, um, there is the, uh, what was it, Dunn and Bradstreet report, I believe, on judiciary courts of the state of Florida. Now, these unlawful corporations are acting on behalf of the elite banking families and with the help of private sector corporations, harvesting we the people and our assets. This is by definition a fascist form of government. It's a corporatocracy. It's not a Republican form of government. All of our public servants swore an oath to uphold their office. Now, we must peaceably stop the lawlessness with harmful intent coming from our government against we the people by lawfully doing the work to reestablish our self-government. Not through riots, not through revolution. No, we must peaceably read your first, you know, read your first amendment. We must peaceably stop the lawlessness with harmful intent coming from our government against we the people by lawfully doing the work to reestablish our self-government. The first priority. By focusing on reestablishing our lawful assembly, we must organize assemblies, or excuse me, organized assemblies are being formed across the country at both the state and county levels to reestablish the self-governance as described in the Constitution. Some of you might know this and might be involved with this. The right assemblies, by the way. And by right assemblies, let me just go on a little sidebar here for a moment. There's going to be a lot you're going to learn throughout this podcast, but let me, let me make one thing clear. There are other groups out there that act like they're assemblies act acting. Okay. They're not actually doing the work. They're just acting like they have an assembly. Be very cautious. The two you want to be involved, excuse me, the, 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 where you get all your proper information is www.national-assembly.net. The only governor out of all 50 governors in this country, 
okay, which by the way, all de facto and fraud, but the only one, even though they're, they're de facto and fraud and they actually aren't, you know, they're not a rightful governor technically, but the only one that's actually going in the direction and not against the grain of the assembly of the people from the Michigan General Journal Assembly and the Alaskan General Journal Assembly is Alaskan Governor Michael Dunleavy. Dunleavy. Dunleavy? Excuse me if I'm mispronouncing his name. Governor Dunleavy. He's the only one, only governor out of all 50 states that's actually taking orders from the assemblies because he understands what's happening. Donald Trump, yes, fraudulent de facto president. He knew it, though. He knew it. He knew it. So again, for people that think Trump's coming back, remember, Trump really technically never left because, again, he was the president of the United States of America of the corporation. That's dead. He will forever have that honor of being the last president of the United States of America, the corporation. Right now, we are a nation adrift. Understand that. Comprehend that. Let that sink in. We are a nation adrift at the moment. Now, we're not adrift steering aimlessly. We do have a rudder, and we are in the process of getting that motor in the ground and pull, pull starting that combustion motor so we can get actually good momentum going forward. We have roughly, I believe it's what, 12 or 13 states that just are, that are now assembled. We need 38, okay, to take back civilian control of the government and get back to self-government. What does that mean? That means we push out the old, corrupt, dissolved, bankrupt, pedophilia-driven de facto fraudulent government out of the way and we get back to self-governing with we the people back at the top with God at the very tippy top of the of the throne and Christ Jesus and we put the government back under our thumb not them putting us under theirs Governor Dunleavy is the only one that's working with us and like I said there are seven countries that recognize the assembly of not just the National Assembly, but the Michigan General Journal Assembly and the Alaskan General Journal Assembly. North Carolina just put out their public notice February 10th, 2022. This was just last week. It's happening, people. And if you're listening to the news and you're listening to podcasts that are telling you all these crazy tales about what's happening with Russia and, and there's war going on or it's going to happen or Biden's going to do this or this mandate's going to happen or, you know, Canada's going to take money out of your accounts. Listen, here's the thing. The system's going to crash. Yes, we're probably going to see a huge financial collapse. And yes, we're going to see a loss of significant amounts of money. But guess what? This money doesn't even matter anyways. This money has dropped over 96% since 1913, which was the start of the the creation of the Federal Reserve System. And if you look at charts and you actually look at the, 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 the cost, or excuse me, the value of the dollar then and where it's at today, it's lost over 96%. Our dollar is virtually worthless. The only reason we still have it today is because there's a certain kind of confidence out there yet in it. I don't know why, because it's crap. Anyway, moving on. There's my little sidebar there on Governor Dunleavy, in case you didn't know. But the reason I bring that up is to kind of give you validation of the lawfulness and the legitimacy of the assemblies that are taking place and are in effect. And it's growing, growing rapidly, and it's going to pick up steam. 
Now, these assemblies act as the exclusive voice of we the people, if you're not familiar with them, and are supposed to hold the de facto government accountable when they overstep their authority and violate their oaths of office to support and defend our constitutions, both on the state and federal side. Now, the assembly has the right to peaceably assemble, elect officers, vote to install a de jure governing body, call a grand jury, and decide on the proper redress of grievances and decide on the process, procedures, statutes, and limitations of their respective county investigate any matter that affects the people and command the activity of the organized civilian militia to defend the Constitution against enemies both foreign and domestic. The Assembly is an embodiment of a government that draws its power from the consent of the governed. And the members may be the same who are called to serve on the grand jury of our peers that are in fact the highest court in the land superseding even the judgment and interpretation of the law by the United States Supreme Court. Let me say that again. The assembly is the embodiment of a government that draws its power from the consent of the governed and the members may be the same who are called to serve on the grand jury of our peers that are in fact the highest court in the land superseding superseding even the judgment and interpretation of the law by the United States Supreme Court. That's powerful. I'm going to discuss that more further in a different show with uh, something Justice uh, Former, excuse me, the late Justice Antonin Scalia with regards to this. And it'll make more sense. Now, the county assembly is a nonpartisan, very important. The county assembly is a nonpartisan and everyone can participate except two segments. Public servants who take a compensation from the public treasury and foreign agents like bar members. What's a bar member? Well, if you remember from a previous episode that I was discussing that bar members, bar stands for the British Accreditation Registry. Those are lawyers. They pledge an allegiance to a foreign country, particularly Britain, the UK, the crown. Now, this practice has been lost over time. It has. And with a de facto government services corporation that has imposed so many socialist programs that the people have forgotten how to self-govern. Jason, what are you talking about? Socialist programs. I don't know. Social Security, SSI. Food stamps, Obama phones, HUD, or whatever, Section 8. Those are technically socialist programs. Abortion, why is my tax dollars going to fund abortion? I don't believe in that crap. I believe in life. I don't believe in murder of innocent babies. Listen, you want to say my body, my choice? Close your legs and wear prophylactics. Don't let the seed get in you and, 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 and fertilize an egg to create a baby only for you to suck its brain out. And, and, and there you go. You could be off on your own little way to do it all over again. Sorry, but not sorry. I don't care who you are. And I got family members that have done abortions. And you know what? I love them just the same. But you know what? Doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that what they did is wrong. And I'm not the one that they're going to have to answer to. God, they're going to have to answer to God. It's not my place to judge. 
Now, again, the practice has been lost over time of self-governing. So with a de facto government services corporation that has imposed so many socialist programs, again, I'm going to say that again, has imposed so many socialist programs that the people have forgotten how to self-govern, thereby they became dependent upon a system designed to remove our unalienable rights. The assembly is the body and the voice that empowers people to recognize that our rights come from our creator and our and our and are our responsibility. Read your constitution, people. If you live in this country, read your constitution. You don't have to be a big reader. You don't have to be a big bookworm. But you know what? Damn it. Go grab a pocket constitution and read it. Get involved. Stop being complacent and stop being a marshmallow. Stop being a, you know, this, this, this coattail rider. Because guess what? If you're riding on the coattails of someone else, they're going to take you where they want to go, not where you want to go. It's essential that for the sake of our nation that we unify ourselves around the core principles that we can all agree on. Look, the freedom to be ourselves with all of our unique attributes is the birthright of a nation without a royal hierarchy where the sovereignty is held by the people. So long as we do not harm others, again, I'm going to repeat that. So long as we do not harm, we do no harm to others, then we are free to decide upon and defend our individual way of life, forming communities and organizations that allow us to express ourselves in any way we see fit to fulfill our own happiness and that of generations to come. Again, to pursue liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. Not guaranteed happiness, the pursuit of happiness, okay? We are responsible to fulfill our own happiness as long as we do no harm to others. And let's not forget, we need to make sure that we abide by God's laws and statutes. Now, this right is secured by the law of the land. Listen to me. This right is secured by the law of the land. If I'm repeating it, it's worth remembering. It is not given to us by any man. Remember that. This right is not given to us by any man, but by our creator, our heavenly father, and therefore cannot be taken from us by any man or de facto body operating as a proxy for our own sound reason. Why do you think I laugh at these news headlines? Biden making predictions that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. Get out of here. Who believes that? Russia laughs at this country. You know what? Russia knows what's happening. They're not stupid. Why do you think they hate Russia so much? Because they broke away from the, 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 the corporate elite banking, private Western central banking system. They kicked them out of their country. And people are like, oh, but Putin's a, he's a, he's a murderer. He murders people. Yeah. And if he murdered people, it was probably the bad people, the elite. The pseudo, you know, the pseudo government uh, banking cabal, the pedophilia, you know, adrenochrome drinking sickos. If he killed any of them, it was probably probably rightfully so. Putin knows who this enemy is. He knows this evil. Listen, in a system that our founders gave us, the assembly at the county levels elect delegates 
delegates to create the statewide assembly. Now, assemblies are the only lawful civilian authority to which the military answers. Okay, it's worth repeating, and so it's worth remembering. Assemblies are the lawful civilian authority to which the military answers. The states, in turn, elect delegates to the Continental Congress, which creates the explicit voice of we the people to tell our federal public servants what we want done and not done. What's the conclusion on all this? For our own benefit and that of our posterity, if we want a chance to return to self, uh, to a government of, of, by, and for the people, we must come together now and do the work necessary to stand up our county and state assemblies, our county and state common law grand juries, and our militias. If you're listening to this on the download, I'd recommend probably listening to it again. It's probably this is a very important podcast. Now, let's get into something real quick. We're gonna do word of the day real quick. But before we do so, I'm going to take a quick short little break, wet my whistle here with a quick drink of water. So excuse me for just a brief moment. Okay, excuse me, let's do a quick word of the day here. The word of the day is supreme. It is an adjective. And there's three definitions. The first definition, the reason I'm going to just a word of the day rather than three words a day is I just didn't want to eat up a ton of time in case I wanted to go a little long like I kind of did right there on a discussion that's kind of very, really important and relevant. And so we're just going to do a word of the day, but I'm going to do my best to pick the best words out there that will, you know, that you can learn. So Supreme, again, another word that they bastardize because, you know, whenever people think of Supreme, they think of white supremacy. That's not what that is. Let's uh, be clear here. Supreme. It's an adjective. The first definition is, Highest in authority, holding the highest place in government or power. In the United States, the Congress is supreme in regulating commerce and in making war and peace. The Parliament of Great Britain is supreme in legislation, but the king is supreme in the administration of the government. In the universe, God only is the supreme ruler and judge. He, his commands are supreme and binding on all his creatures. Now, I actually, believe it or not, even though I take issue with the first definition, um, there's definitely, without a doubt, the Congress is not supreme uh, in regulating commerce. I mean, maybe to a degree, uh, especially when it comes to like making war and peace and Parliament of Great Britain is not supreme of legislation. Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> we the people are supreme over the government. 
let's be clear. In the very end of this definition, God only is the supreme ruler and judge. That's correct. God is the only supreme ruler, with us as the second in command as supreme ruler over the government. Second definition. Highest, greatest, or most excellent. As supreme love, supreme glory, supreme degree. Definition three. It is sometimes used in a bad sense as supreme folly or baseness folly or baseness carried to the utmost extent a bad use of the word and quote of the day this is my favorite i want to start implementing this because i do like quotes of the day if ye love now this is by samuel adams first off and it's got a little bit of old english so bear with me here if ye love wealth better than liberty the tranquility of servitude better than the animating contest of freedom Go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsels or arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that ye were our countrymen. I'm going to reread that again. I love this. Sam Adams went beast mode on this. I'm just going to put this in English version real quick. If you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude is better than the animating contest of freedom. Go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsels or arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were our countrymen. Ha! Wow. Wow. In other words, keep being little subservient, little drones to the you know to your little masters to your you know to the the hand that feeds you go ahead we will forget all about you enjoy your little comforts your little creature comforts and your conveniences go ahead and we'll forget that you are a countryman enjoy licking their hands and their boots and being their little pets and their little slaves and serfs have fun meanwhile we're going to put in the real work with and for god <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was that was a beast mode quote right there, if I had to say so myself. Go Sam Adams. That's why I like the beer. All right, so in closing, what did we discuss tonight? We discussed self-government, how we get back to self-governance. We discussed things like the assemblies, common law grand juries and militias. And how important all three of those are to reestablishing a lawful, you know, uh, getting back to self-governance. If you're asleep still out there, okay, and I'm not trying to ruffle feathers out there and I'm not trying to spark any type of fear, please make no mistake. That is not what I'm trying to do. What I am trying to do, in fact, not trying, trying is dying. What I am doing is helping guide people away from the nonsense, misinformation, bullcrap of social media, news media, and, 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 and the wrong podcasters. Again, don't just take my word for it. Do your own research. Turn off the TV. Turn off TikTok. Stop freaking going out to the bars and drinking yourself to oblivion. Stop doing whatever it is and, and, and engaging in sins of the flesh and do something constructive. If you care about the future of your children and your future children's children and you know generations to come, 
and you actually even have even a slight vision of what's happening in this country and you know that it doesn't feel right, get involved. Figure out if there is assembly trying to get started in your state. You want to know more? Again, go to www.national-assembly.net. You can also go to www.hishardline.com. There's an email on the welcome homepage. It's jmjdirect at protonmail.com. If you have questions, reach out to me. I will get you in contact with the right people. We will get God back at the top of this. This uh, We will get God back at the top of the throne again. Remember, the world is his footstool. Christ will be back and he's going to defeat this evil. You need to make the choice of picking the side. Are you going to continue to be involved in a system that is designed to root you away and disconnect you and dissolve your connection with God and our, our Heavenly Father and Christ Jesus from being in your heart? Or are you going to start making the transition in, into the other side? Okay, there's, 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 it's, you can't have it both ways. You can't have one foot over on one side and one foot on the other. It's called being on the fence. Because guess what? Satan owns that fence. Pick a side. Choose carefully. And be a part of the solution to returning this country back to self-governance. It's already happening. The question is, is it already has it already started in your area? Find out. Do some research. Get in contact with me. I'd be gladly to help you. Thank you for listening to His Hard Line. And we're going to end with a closing prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for this time tonight. Thank you for guiding me and my words and my thoughts. This is your platform. This is not mine. I am just a man named Jason, Jason Jones. And I just want to thank you for your good word and your Bible. That is the first thing I read every day. And I encourage everyone listening to this to do the same. I thank you for good health. And I pray that you guide us in this nation as a people to not only repent of our sins as a collective body, as a collective whole, repenting from you know the fact that this country has cast you aside we repent of our sins we want our our land healed we want you back at the throne believe me we do and i know a lot of people do they just don't know it yet yet we're here to soften and open hearts so christ can pour in and create that connection back to you god be our guiding light. Be that beacon. We'll follow. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now for the closing outro.
Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel, so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith, may I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands, so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. All right. Remember what his hard line is about and what it truly means to be a hardliner. You gotta remain firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. They want people like us shut down off and off the face of the earth. Because remember, love is truly the most miraculous source of light for us, but a destructive force against evil and darkness. Remember who you are. We all yield that power of love. We just have to break open that hard shell around those hearts of others and allow him, Christ Jesus, to pour in. We will reach a point where the most profound victory will take place under the unity and love of God's people. We will. You just have to participate in your own rescue. Good night, God bless, and signing out until next time. Thank you for listening to His Hard Line. <laughs>